Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 27 of the Property Magic Podcast. And in this episode, I want to get you to think differently about the current situation which we are in in the UK. And I want you to recognize that actually opportunity is everywhere. Now, I don't want to take anything away from the current situation where the COVID-19 virus has caused the lockdown. Most people are working from home. Many businesses are closed and many retail shops, unfortunately, and restaurants are probably going to go out of business. This means that the country's probably going to go to recession. We're going to see employ- unemployment. And this is obviously a big concern for property owners and investors because are our tenants going to be able to afford to pay rent? Are we going to be able to pay, be able to afford to pay mortgages? So there is lots of concern, lots of uncertainty out there. But it's in a time like this where I maintain it's really important for you to try and keep as positive as you possibly can. I'm going to refer to some of the previous episodes of the Property Magic podcast, which I think might be really useful for you to listen to. So if you're feeling really scared and vulnerable and upset at the moment, you might want to listen to episode number 23, which is all about how to develop and build your positive mindset. So I think we need to keep positive And in every situation, we need to look for the opportunities. Now, I'm not talking about trying to take advantage of people. If you've read my book, you know I'm very keen on ethical property investing, where we find someone who's a motivated seller and we find a win-win solution for them and also for you. But the reality is there are gonna be lots of opportunities. And I'm gonna talk today about commercial property and service accommodation and HMOs. But before I do that, I just wanna, just wanna, give you some advice, which is to be very careful not to have knee-jerk reactions. When you're making decisions, particularly if they're permanent decisions, make sure you're not making them about temporary situations. And so let me give an example. So right now, uh, the government has said that if people are struggling to pay their rent, they can have a three-month rent holiday. That doesn't mean that it's rent free. It means that they can reduce or pay no rent now. And then obviously in the future, they need to catch that up and they need to communicate that with the landlord. And then likewise, they've said landlords can have a three month um, mortgage holiday where basically they don't have to pay the mortgage now. They can not pay and they can add it to the loan. And again, they can't just not pay the mortgage. They need to communicate with the lender and get that agreed. However, I would advise you as a landlord, you might not want to do that. Let me explain why. The reality is that most people are at home and the government has introduced some some pretty incredible packages. So if someone is employed and the, the company can't afford to keep them on, rather than making that person redundant, they're going to put them into the furlough position, which means that the company still pays the salary and the government will match 80% of that. So someone might be at home right now employed, they've been put on furlough, they're only getting 80% of their salary, which I can completely understand might be a bit stressful. But if you think about it, for a minute. If someone's at home, they can't actually spend much of that money. Yes, they're going to have the the rent or the mortgage and the normal bills and things, but they can't go out to bars and restaurants and cinemas. They can't spend the kind of money they'd normally spend on a monthly basis. 
if they're not traveling to work they haven't got travel costs or petrol and and train tickets or whatever and they're not buying lunch and coffees at work as well so that 80 percent is probably going to go a lot further than normal and the real benefit the opportunity here for those employed people is that actually they've got time. They're being paid 80% of the salary, but they've got time. And this is one of the opportunities I wanna speak about, is that if you are at home and you've got time in your hands, please use that time wisely. Maybe you can use it to work on your mindset. Maybe you can use it to go through some of the previous online training courses you've bought and maybe you haven't got quite rounds to looking at. Now, even if you're supposed to be at home working because you're still employed on a full salary or you've got your own business, you probably won't have commuting time that you used to have. And so that commuting time could still be used to actually learn and build your knowledge. And then you've still got the normal day to do the work. In fact, in the last episode of Property Magic 26, I give some useful hints and tips about how you can actually work productively from home. So if you're struggling with that, I recommend you listen to that particular podcast as well. Now, so actually, it's not that bad for those people. So many people at home who might be thinking, I don't know if I can pay the mortgage, I don't know if I can pay the rent. As a landlord, you want to reach out to those people and find out where they're up to. Um, I know from some of my mortgage broker contacts that many landlords are automatically panicking, speaking to the lenders and trying to take this three-month mortgage holiday because they're worried about their tenants not being able to pay. But sometimes they don't know if their tenants can pay or not because they've not spoken to their tenants about this. So rather than make assumptions and guesses, I think it's a really good idea to to speak to the tenants and find out what their circumstances are and have some compassion, work with them, that's so important, but understand what is the reality. Now, let me explain what I think the, the dangers of a knee-jerk reaction from a, a landlord might be about putting off their mortgage payments, going on to a three-month mortgage holiday. Well, the risks are this. Most lenders say that it shouldn't affect your credit file um, because these are unprecedented circumstances. And whilst lenders are saying that, you know, because the lenders are inundated at the moment and they're very, very busy. What it means is that actually maybe um, things might go wrong or systems not quite set up right and it might affect your credit score. Now, maybe that can be correct in the future, but maybe not. One of my broker friends suggested that one of his clients was already on a mortgage holiday for other reasons and wanted to change product when the rates came down. But he was told because he was on a mortgage uh, holiday, he couldn't do that. He had to stay where he was. But the biggest concern for me is this. Assuming you want to get more property in the future and you want to get more mortgages, if you go to your lender or lenders, I have about probably about 10 different lenders for my various properties. If I went to them and said, oh, I need to go on the mortgage holiday because I'm going to run out of money. I've not got great cash flow and my tenants aren't going to pay. What does that say about me as a landlord? It suggests that, well, do I really know what I'm doing? Have I got enough cash reserves? And I think that would put a seed of doubt in a lender's mind if they wanted to lend to me again. So although it might not affect your credit rating, my encouragement would be do not have a knee jerk and do a mortgage holiday if you don't need to. If you can, if your tenants are still paying and you've got a cash reserve and, and hopefully if you've read my book Property Magic or you've listened to episode number five of this podcast where I talk about the five golden rules, 
Golden rule number five is always to have a cash buffer. Now, when I wrote those golden rules, I wasn't thinking about anything like a pandemic virus like this. I was thinking about if you have bad tenants who, for whatever reason, uh, don't pay the rent and it takes a while to get rid of them and you're having to pay the mortgage still, or maybe tenants damage the property, it's not covered by insurance, you've got to fork out to get it fixed, you can rent it out again. These are the things you need to cover. But in this situation, for any reason, if you're not getting your rental income coming in, you need to have a cash buffer to cover. So if you can afford, I would suggest you do not do a mortgage holiday. That's just my view, my opinion. So up to what you do, but I'm, I see my job as kind of trying to educate you and get you to think differently and just think about some of the consequences of some of these things. So that's why first thing, just make sure you don't have a knee jerk reaction. Now let's think about some of the opportunities that might be coming up. The reality is, you know, we are going to see trouble in this country, economic strife. We're going to go into recession probably. And unfortunately, we're going to say businesses go out of business. People are going to lose jobs. So this is, there's two impacts here. Thinking about the economy, the economy will slow down. I suppose the good thing about that, interest rates will probably stay very low in an attempt to stimulate and help the economy recover. But while there's panic and uncertainty and people are stopping spending money, um, it's going to be a real problem for the economy. So commercial property, you would have thought, has to be an opportunity. Not right now. I probably wouldn't want to buy anything right now. But in three to six months, once the dust has settled, I think there will be lots of businesses that maybe unfortunately haven't made it. A lot of landlords are trying to sell their commercial property on the market. The market will be flooded. I think the prices will come down. But once that property is snapped up, it's gone. So there's going to be a window of opportunity. And I talk about commercial property versus residential in episode number 22 of this podcast. So you might want to go and have a listen to that. Then, obviously, we have serviced accommodation. Now, this is another industry, probably the probably the strategy that's been hit the most by this situation we have at the moment. People are obviously not staying in hotels. They're, they're not visiting friends. They're not um, staying away for work purposes. So demand in many service accommodation businesses, bookings have been cancelled. And this has made a lot of service accommodation operators very nervous about what's going on. Now, in episode number 25, we talked about what you can do right now with your property because of COVID-19. And actually, we talked about can you repurpose your accommodation? And I'm very pleased to say that some of my students have taken that on board. And I saw one of my students, he was advertising his service accommodation as um, isolation units, so people, particularly medical staff, who might want to not live with their family at the moment, they want to self-isolate and they're very close to work. So service accommodation units close to hospitals um, where people can self-isolate there. Um, that's a great way of pivoting and changing your business. Another one of my clients has reached out to her local council and she has a 25 bed uh, bed and breakfast, which you know, you can't really operate hotels at the moment and most of them have shut down. And so she went to the local council and, and the councils need to get homeless people off the streets. They need to do that anyway, but particularly now they don't want people wandering around on the streets. And so this local council have taken on her property. All the income is coming from the council. They're saving a fortune uh, by putting people into traditional B&Bs. Um, and this is a real win-win. So think about property you've got, how can that be repurposed? So 
rather than look at just the doom and gloom, think about what is the opportunity? How can we move forward here? Um, next, HMOs. So houses and multiple occupation where you have a property and you rent out five or six rooms to individual people and they share facilities such as a living room and a kitchen and then a few of them might share a bathroom or two and some of them will have their own private ensuite facilities. Now I love HMOs, it's one of my favorite strategies because a good six bed HMO should make about a thousand pound profit a month which means you don't need that many HMOs to replace your income. Now when we get into economic difficulty and times of recession there might be people who are living in on their own in an apartment or a studio and they're paying all the bills as well as the rent well in tough times um, people sometimes move home to live back with mum and dad or they decide to move into a shared accommodation because it's far more cost effective where you just pay the rent and the rent includes all the bills so i believe that actually hmos are a recession-proof strategy because people will always need cost-effective housing. Now, I also think there's a whole load of HMOs on the market. There's an oversupply of that kind of property. But I also believe an opportunity is that because of what's happening right now, this is going to be the final straw for many landlords. Landlords have seen an introduction of extra regulation over the last couple of years Section 24 was introduced for landlords back in April 2017 and January 2020 was the year, the second year where we saw the effect of that. So we're seeing at the local PIN meetings more and more landlords coming who've been investing maybe 15, 20 years thinking of selling up and retiring early. And it's those people who are going to want to be putting their properties on the market. Now, Things aren't selling right now because you, it's hard to look at properties. It's hard to actually get mortgages as I record this, but that's going to change. But what this means is that with more and more properties coming onto the market and less and less people actually able to buy, I believe we're going to see a fall in property prices. Now, is that a good or a bad thing? Well, if you're trying to sell, that's a bad thing. If you're trying to buy, it's a good thing. I actually believe this is going to be a bit like going back to 2008, 2009, just after the credit crunch where all property prices came down, where most people were panicking and trying to sell. There was a lot of fear at that time. Those of us who knew what we were doing and were persistent went out and bought some excellent opportunities, most of which people who bought in 2008, 2009, 2010, they've probably all doubled in value by now. Contrary to that, I've got some properties I bought towards... Uh, the middle to end of 2007, right at the peak of the last market. And some of those are only just coming back to the peak of what they were back in 2007. So although I don't like to try and judge the market, and I think whenever you buy, as long as it's a good decision today, it doesn't matter if the market goes up or down, as long as it stacks up and you're going to hold it and it's going to give you cash flow. So referring to those golden rules again, it doesn't really matter when you buy, but if we can take the opportunity to buy when prices have come down, surely that is a good thing. So we're going to see commercial properties and residential properties on the market, prices coming down. So it's going to be a great opportunity for those people who are ready, those people who've got the right positive mindset, those people who've been getting everything in place for the next few months, all the systems. Now's a great time to talk to estate agents because no one else is speaking to them. Build the relationship with them. You know, send your letters out to landlords. We talked about that in a previous 
episode on this Property Magic podcast. So the opportunity is here. We need to adapt. We need to adjust. I think HMOs are going to be a great strategy because you're going to see landlords wanting to sell them. I think purchase lease options, which we've also talked about in a previous edition of this podcast, are going to be a fantastic strategy for this summer because if it is difficult to get finance, if it is difficult to buy properties, purchase lease options could be the perfect solution for those tired landlords who just want to get rid and walk away from that hassle and liability. So whenever there is a problem, whenever there is a challenge, where there is uncertainty, there's also massive opportunity. And it's all about how you look at it. One final thing to say here, and this is from a personal point of view, you know, we run physical events. We have a training business. We have our year-long mastermind program, which is starting in, in April. We have our three-day mastermind accelerator. And these are all physical events. And I thought, my God, what am I going to do? Because I can't physically get together with people. So we've taken our mastermind program online and using Zoom. We're doing video conferencing. And all of our delegates have, have actually given us amazing feedback, saying how it's much better than they thought it would be. And we're still able to operate uh, and provide the support and knowledge and learning to our students uh, whilst doing it safely. And they don't have the time or cost of travel as well. So that's another real benefit for them. And then when we when we can get back in a physical room, we'll actually catch up with all the physical days we've missed. So they're, they're getting the benefit of the online training now so they can get everything ready now and they're getting extra training later on. So for them, it's a real win. And for us, it's a win because we're making sure we serve our, our customers and get them ready for this incredible opportunity that's coming up. On a slightly smaller scale, we have our pin meetings. We have 51 pin meetings normally every month around the country. And a few weeks ago, I made this and I said, look, it's not safe for people to get together. What can we do to support people? And how can we add even more value to our clients? So what we do now is rather than having... Um, let's say five pin meetings. So tonight, as I'm recording this, there's a Birmingham Central meeting, there's a Canary Wharf meeting, there's a Kent meeting, there's a Northampton and a Leicester meeting. Instead of those happening physically, which we can't do right now, we're putting all of those meetings together into one online virtual meeting. Now, the benefit for the delegates is not only do they get the great content that they normally get at a pin meeting and that boost of property positivity, which is a critical for your sanity right now, but also we've got enhanced networking. What do I mean by that? Well, if you went to a network meeting, normally you might meet and speak to five or maybe 10 people, but you're never going to connect with everyone. By doing virtual online networking, what you can do is not just meet people who would have been at your meeting, but meet people at the other meetings who you would have never otherwise met. And we have a method of people connecting with those online and, you know, following up with each other. And so this is a way to really build your network and your net worth. And I think we, we did a previous podcast all about that as well. You might want to look that one up. So by adding value to our clients, rather than cutting the price, because we still need to run as a business, obviously, we've added even more value. And we also give people a recording of that meeting for which they can go back to for four weeks after the event. So we've added value rather than cutting prices. And I think the client's actually getting more out of it than the physical network meetings. So you can always take something that seems like a problem. If you have the right mindset and the positive attitude, you can find what's the positive here, what's the opportunity. So I hope this has given you a, a glimmer of hope. 
that this will come to pass. And actually, if you look at it in the right way, this is an incredible opportunity. In the next edition of this podcast, I'm going to share my favorite strategy, which is all about HMOs, houses of multiple occupation. And I'm going to bust the myths about HMOs and show you why it's such a powerful strategy, why I believe now what's happening right now is going to be a great time to get more HMOs into your portfolio. So that's in the next episode. If you've liked this episode, please do me a favor, go and give me a five-star review. Put a few words about what specifically you enjoyed out of it so other people can get to learn and hear about the Property Magic podcast. That's it for now. Until next time, I encourage you as ever to invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media and I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.